Terrible Tirades. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by my co my co-hosts. Damn it, I'm restarting. <laughs> Damn it. No. I think I think because when I was originally typing this, I I accidentally uh, typed cohorts. And so even though it's fixed on my, my intro that I wrote out, I still thought about it. Anyway. He typed it. He typed the stutters in there and everything, including the terrible tirades. Yeah, all this is to the YouTube channel. Welcome to the look a candy crush invite. Each nipple is a different color than the last. They are not attractive, however. This is going to be the intro. They are covered with hair and sometimes lint, and maybe even a little bit of spaghetti sauce. <laughs> okay Whew, let's try that again I, I might keep that paul um just so you know hello everyone and welcome back to terrible tirades my name's sean and i am joined by my co-hosts dale paul and adam Saudi. you may awkwardly say hello i have a high candy crush score I've been playing solitaire for the last 48 hours. So, gentlemen, I have been incredibly busy lately, uh, as we were talking about before we started. I'm not going to go into the exact specifics of why or how my life has been an absolute train wreck lately, but just know that I have not had much time to do anything for myself. Uh, That being said, I took the opportunity today to mindlessly scroll through social media and realized that there is a lot going on in the world that I was unaware of. So today, instead of having a central focal point for our topic, I decided that we would just discuss some of the current events. And I have some that I've linked in the Discord for all of us to discuss. And the very first one that I wanted to talk about, because I feel like this our discussion might get a little dark. So let's start with a little something like a cherry on top, maybe. Futurama is coming back. I love Futurama. I feel like this is about the third time I've heard this. As of, as of when? Well, I mean, actually, if you count since 2011, it's maybe about the sixth time I've heard this. But I'm seriously, I feel like it's the third time I've heard it before it's come back again. Well, it did come back after it got canceled by Fox, and then they made some meta jokes about that in the show itself. But this is... Futurama has like was wrapped up all nice and pretty where Fry and oh geez, I like Futurama, but I can't Lola, Leela, Leela, dang, dang it. I'm sorry. Bitch. Uh, I'm a poser. Um where they like went back in time to like the first episode and they were like in love. That, so it created like an infinite loop in time. And so like it, it it wrapped up the series really nicely, is what I'm saying. And I'm not certain on how they're going to revive it, but they're 100% confirmed. 20 episodes are planned for release starting uh, the summer of this year, and they're going to be on Hulu. Spoiler alerts, bro. Like, what if people haven't watched a show that ended however many years ago? Um, Spoiler. (laughs) I haven't. Not too random episodes, but not all of it. Not to rain on your parade too hard, but there's a reason I've said that I've heard this. If we look at the date of this article, you'll see why. 
Okay, well then I no no then hold on. I linked the wrong article. I just literally Googled the first one because I I wanted to talk about it. Give me a second. Futurama Revival 2023. Um, the, yeah, because this one is from February 9th, 22. Futurama yeah, no, star Lauren Tom reveals a summer 2023 release window for the highly anticipated Hulu reboot. Then again, I'm thinking of the HBO reboot of Scooby-Doo. Oh, gosh. And uh, I'm not exactly filled with hope. So who is La- Lauren Tom? Is that the one who, uh, is that the actor who voices, he always wears a pink switch. switch Amy? Suit. Yeah, Amy. Yeah. Yep. I have no idea. Who that is. So yes, she tweeted at it. She tweeted that they were releasing in Hulu or on Hulu in this summer. That's That's mm-hmm. how it came out to be. And then I guess more, once she tweeted that, more people looked into it and it was confirmed by Hulu that they have 20 episodes bought and paid for. So, so who's, here's a question. You said most of the cast, who is not part of that? Bender. Bender is the big holdout. I don't know what that, when I was just looking at this article and I remember hearing that last year, I don't know if he ever came back. Well, what's the show without Bender? Fry being dumb, Leela having one eye. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, he would still be there, yeah, just not just... the same voice actor. Right. Hello, it is uh, me, Bender. Is that John Mi- Dimaggio? Dimaggio. Yeah. But my shiny lace. Okay, well, I don't know. This is The Verge. It says Dimaggio is officially set to return as the voice of Bender in Hulu's revival of Futurama, meaning yeah, all key cast back. members will reprise their roles in the sci-fi cartoon. Nice. Definitely the best of Matt Groening's work. I mean, sorry, Simpsons fans, but Futurama holds a, a warmer place in my heart. To shreds, you say. I, I love Futurama. I do, even though I couldn't remember their names. <laughs> Satan, you owe me. <laughs> yeah, some of the best quotes. I, I I really liked whenever they got brought back after being canceled, and they they were so meta about just dissing Fox, just nonstop. If only Firefly had got the same treatment. The, well, I never got into Firefly. You, you really wanted me to. I watched one episode with you, and it was good. I just never ended up watching it again. Really? I only watched the first episode, the pilot episode, I'm pretty sure. I never got into that show either. I'm not saying that it was bad. It just wasn't something that really grabbed me like it seemed to for a lot of people. I think you got to get past like the second or third episode. There's a point well, where it speeds up. I'm pretty sure I watched the whole season. <laughs> I mean, it's just one season, so if you watch the whole season, you've got it. And you're making a sound judgment based on the entire available evidence. So, well, yeah, I never watched the movie, though, so that tells you how much I liked it. I mean, the movie's great for people who love the show. It's yeah. a way to end the show. You know, it wraps up things that the show was never going to wrap up. But... uh 
you know, if you didn't like the show, you're probably not going to like the movie. Oh, I appreciate that though, Adam, like just being straight up about it. Like a lot of people, all you hear about Firefly is how amazing it is. It's refreshing to hear people be like, eh, <laughs> it, eh, wasn't bad. Wasn't, you hear wasn't that great. about everything, you know. Paul? Don't tell Zach. He loves that show. <laughs> <laughs> Paul has uh, no you, opinions. Were you reading like, Were you reading on. an article? You, you looked, oh, yeah. You looked very... Yeah, um, just uh, something that's to come later on in the show. I, I, <laughs> okay. I piqued my interest, and I, I'm just kind of lost in this. So okay, maybe, that's fine. We'll, well, whenever we get, get to, to it, shit later. I'm excited to hear what you have to um, say. I, I, I will say though, um, it'll be too late by the time anybody listens to this because I know you got two more episodes to still edit. Not three, maybe. No, I, I was gonna say I, I'm gonna have two and like not even a quarter because I'm very close to the the other one. Yeah. Um. So I think it's in. T- I I believe it's two days. Um. When the Nintendo eShop for the 3DS, and I think the Wii closes, so hurry up and hmm. buy those digital Pokemon games, kids, because on March 27th, 2023, that shit will be gone. So what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? Or mod your systems and (laughs) download them from the exact same servers, but for free. Criminal. Can I still trade? (laughs) It's It's the exact same files. You're just downloading them and generating a false ticket to make it free for your console. So no matter what game I get, any of them, I will be able to play with someone who has... Oh yeah, same thing. And they don't. You can still go online with your Nintendo ID. They don't ban you. I'm not. The only thing they ban for is uh, modding saves and cheating. But Adam, that's illegal. Uh, I'm not saying stealing these things is. You could possibly mod your system. Allegedly, I'll I'll give my money to Nintendo because I'm a little dumb bitch. Well, okay, but that's the thing, though. In two days, they're saying we don't want your money. Yeah, so you wait. can't get to I mean, us anymore. You got me there. You got me there. I mean, I, they are adding some like, uh, they, you know, they added the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance shit to to the Switch now. Depending on what tier of their online you pay for, if you pay for the one that comes with the N sixty four games, well, now you get the Game Boy Advance games in addition to that and the Sega games. You're just I have, paying for the basic tier. You get regular Game Boy games and Game Boy Color. I have to say that I was so disappointed by that. That is because the two tiers are so opposite in the value they provide in my mind. Because the basic tier is $20 a year. And for that, you get to play online with your friends. And I think that's a reasonable price just to do that. They throw in the ROMs, too, uh, for NES, SNES, and the original Game Boy now, as of the last update. Mm -hmm. But then they say, okay, if you want a DLC for a few games and you want to add more ROMs from Sega Genesis, N64, and Game Boy Advance, you need to give us $50 a year. More than double the price. 
Yeah, I was completely crazy. ready to pull out my card and pay for that service if it was like $30 a year. Mm-hmm. Because I thought for that sure. would be reasonable, like an extra $10 for a few more ROMs. I w- they would have got more of my money. But instead, they're like, no, we're going to bleed these people dry. It's, it's got weird that it's more than double because, like, I mean, I mean, I get it that, like, these are slightly newer games. Like, in N64 looks a good bit different than Nintendo games. Sure, I'll give you that. But it's more than double the price. And the basic price includes the online, which is what everyone's paying for at the beginning. Like, that's the that's the big juicy nugget there is the online factor and everything else is just an added bonus so how can you more than double it and you know all you're adding is some more games like there needs to be something else or it needs to be cheaper really well and to be fair there is a mario kart dlc and an animal crossing dlc but they go away if you stop paying for that service so exactly Hmm. animal crossing dlc i don't care about the Mario Kart stuff, I just bought it because it was like, I think I got I, it on sale maybe for like 20 bucks for everything. So I'm like, I will say they might have me if they would make that permanent. They say, you know, mm-hmm. sign up as long as you download this DLC, you get to keep it, even if you let that yeah. subscription lapse. And then the, you'll get the access to the ROMs as long as you have the subscription. I would probably sign up for it for like a year. Yeah get the dlc I, and have the bonus roms i mean at the price they're making you pay well i guess no that's that's not i was going to say it should be more like like you know like the xbox game pass where you get like current games as well but then i'm like wait a minute mm. this is 50 dollars a year versus like 15 dollars a month so yeah that's still a pretty big difference but i don't know something i was unaware that nintendo was making that switch so yeah these are just older games now, like 3DS, Wii, and Wii U, I think, is the ones that are all... The, the, the Wii has been off for a while. This or, is the Wii U yeah, and 3DS are going yeah, off. Oh, right. okay, I got you. <laughs> so three, Wii, 3DS and, and Wii U. Well, the next article that I wanted to talk about, this this one is very... It hits very close home to home for me because, you know, Active Army and stuff. And I'll be honest, I'll preface this by stating that I actually saw the video. I saw a video from a YouTuber called Angry Cops that was describing all this. And I was unaware that this was happening in the background of the, you know, the legislature and all that bureaucratic bullcrap. But um, as you very well know, the United States is not very good with its money. And... Constantly, the Congressional Budget Office, apparently, CBO for short, has to routinely give options on how they could potentially lower the budget and uh, help fight back inflation a little bit. Well, apparently, uh, a couple months ago, this report made it, and it's still going. Like The, the article that I linked... Make downplays it, making it seem like it's not even a possibility. It's still a possibility. It's still going to go up for a vote on the floor, on the congressional floor. Um, but there is a bill or a uh, option that is passing, that is trying, that has been pushed up, has been suggested, su- uh, suggested. 
that they cut medical disability compensation for veterans entirely if if they make more than 170,000 a year. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, 170,000 a year. But there's two other factors that's not in the article that des- that definitely need to be in the article that makes it much more it makes it much more worse. One, it's before taxes. So 170,000 gross. Two, it's not based off the veteran. It's based off the total income for the household. So if you are married and your spouse makes any kind of money that is worth, you know, like say that they have a professional career and they make a decent amount of money, you got your leg shot off in Afghanistan and you're getting 100% uh, medical disability from the army and you have a professional career that you actually are, you know, you're not, you didn't just roll over and die. You didn't let the enemy win. You you created something for yourself, made a career, and you make money. If what you are earning, including the income from the uh, disability, may, uh, with your wife or spouse, equal over one hundred seventy thousand, you get nothing from the government anymore. And additionally, if you make anything over one hundred twenty-five thousand. For every $2 more you make, so $125,002, they're going to take away a dollar of your of your medical compensation, your disability compensation, all the way up to $170,000 where you make nothing. And it doesn't matter what your disability is. You could literally have uh, crippling PTSD where you can't do anything at all. You could have both all of your limbs shot off. It doesn't matter. That's what they're trying to get past right now. Go ahead, Dale. I was just going to say, this isn't like someone who makes, you know, $200,000 a year being, you know, denied welfare. Like, I can understand the argument if you make too much money for welfare. Well, I mean, that's not the point of welfare. These are the veterans. This is like, you're getting money because you were damaged by your country while serving your country. It shouldn't matter that you have made something of your life after that. It's not like they're saying, oh, well, you know, I used most of this AA battery in the drawer, but it's not entirely, you know, drained to the bottom. So we're not going to consider it a dead battery and retire it. Oh, man, it drives, drives me fucking nuts. Because on top of this, right, so we are in a gigantic recruiting crisis and retention crisis for the military right now. We can't recruit out of like at all. We at one point the army completely dropped the requirement to graduate high school or even have a GED. This happened within the last year. They they dropped that requirement entirely. Now they brought it back basically after getting laughed at by all the other branches like oh, you guys fucking suck. But they they brought it back within a month because of how much backlash they got. But that's how bad it is right now for recruiting. It's so bad that they had to fucking introduce an incentive program for soldiers to recruit friends outside in the civilian sector. It's, it's so bad right now. You can earn a fucking recruiting ribbon. I could if I recruited one of you right now, 
if you joined and enlisted and went through basic combat training, I would get a new ribbon for my ribbon stack to wear in my, my dress uniform. And I would get 10 promotion points. I wouldn't because I'm, I, I don't need them anymore because of my rank. But uh, E4 or a specialist or a uh, corporal or a, a sergeant could would get 10 more promotion points if they recruited somebody. Or if you're a brand new private, you would get instantly fucking promoted to private second class. Or if you're a private second class, you would get promoted to fucking private first class. That is how desperate they are right now for people to recruit. And they think, hey, you know what's a good fucking idea? Fuck all the guys who've, who've been fucking fucked up. Oh, it just drives me mad. It, it really makes me upset re- reading this, that that was even a possibility. Even if it doesn't go through, it's nuts that it even made it that far. See, this is what happens when your president the executive officer, the chief of staff of the U.S. Armed Forces is heavily addicted to sniffing Chinese children's hair. <laughs> you know, there are so many conflicts of interest here that I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I assume I already know the answer, but I'll ask you anyway. Is there any point where you think, because I, first of all, let me preface this by saying I am amazed that they think this will save $253 billion over 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how much they're paying out for these disability things in the first place but my question was is there any point where you think it's okay to do that in order to salvage some of the budget like is it what if it was a million dollars a million and a half i okay (laughs) i see on a fucking daily basis the amount of money that uncle sugar just spends on stupid shit Right. And, and it makes me makes me it, furious. It, it drives me nuts that there's so much dead weight. There's so much slack that could be cut in so many different areas of the military. And the first fucking place they go is to try to take it from veterans who actually served and got injured in some way, whether that be mentally, physically, whatever. They, they think, yeah, let's take it from them. And right, it, I was gonna say when you compare the, that to like the R and D budget for one division of a fighter jet or whatever, I'm sure that it's just like nothing. Well, it, not, it's nuts. Go ahead, Dale. Let's not even talk about the R and D. Let's talk about the fact that Uncle Sugar can find a way to spend four billion dollars on developing pens that ride <laughs> in the rain now. We got to make sure our soldiers have the ability to ride in the rain in Afghanistan. Because you know how often it rains in Afghanistan. Hey, it snowed while I was in Afghanistan. Um, take, t- you know what? I'm going to challenge you while I'm sitting here ranting. Use Dr. Google and find, find some, uh, just Google dumb shit the Army spent money on. Or dumb shit the military spent money on. And see what kind of like relevant information you can find by Googling it. 
because I, I'm sure you'll find some crazy, dumb stuff. Something that comes to mind for me that I saw is just like the amount of civilian contractors that the military hires. And when I say that, I'm not talking about like professional, like, for instance, I, I was offered a job as a military contractor while I was in. They were like, hey, once you get out, come work for us. And I thought about it, but I, I want to try to make it to my 20s so I can get my full retirement. But they, I'm not talking about those people, the highly specialized contractors. I'm talking about fucking people that they hire to mow grass. The people that they hire to fucking drive around post all day and pick up trash. Okay? Range control. Things like this, it's fucking dumb. You have literal... Just so many people, so many privates sitting on their fucking ass all day doing nothing that could go fucking mow the goddamn grass and save the military a butt ton of money. They could go pick up the litter. They could go, you have a fucking engineering corps. They can go build shit for you. It drives me nuts. Go ahead, Dale. I mean, even if they don't want to spend you know, spend the private's time. If we're not going to address the illegal immigrants, can we just employ them in the U.S. military to cut the grass? I mean, everyone else fucking does. No, because then we give them citizenship. The government doesn't want to do that. They don't have to acknowledge them. They're clearly not acknowledging the actual veterans. So why would they have to acknowledge the amigos? You know? Adam, it looks like you found a really good article. I... Uh, not really, because it's Teen Vogue article. Uh, it's the five, top five most ridiculous things the military spent money on. I'm interested. I mean, it's it's a bit interesting. One of them, number one, is failed uniforms. They tried to improve yeah. the camouflage pattern and spent $5 billion to create uniforms they never used. Number two is Viagra, which... Hey. <laughs> I mean, I guess hey. that's through the the, you know... Medical program. I, that's understandable. Like, that's going to be so, covered. Listen, Viagra, Viagra happened. It happens. A lot of military members get prescribed that because PTSD makes you not be able to get it up a lot yeah. of times. So that's that's the purpose of that. I'll that's, just say I that. understand that. They're, they're trying to seem like it's ridiculous. Um, Dick pills are never ridiculous. Sports-related tributes, $53 million. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. For... You know, having the flag on NFL games and whatnot. Oh, okay. And then as, as a separate, or, okay, number four, this, I don't, anti-rape lip balm that had to be destroyed. <laughs> that had to be destroyed. <laughs> that, was, that was only $1,580. said, uh, How does that even work? Alaska Air Force Base paid more than $1,000 for 1,600 tubes of fruity lip balm moisturizers with a sticker on the packaging that encouraged military members to ask for consent. About 400 were distributed by the base's sexual assault response coordinator. Shortly after, members were told to destroy the lip balm because it had hemp oil in it, a banned substance within the military. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh. that's that's random. That's only $1,000. I don't know why it's on this list. And then the fifth one is NASCAR, $136 million for promotion... With Dale Jr. <laughs> That's that was, pretty fucked. That is, yeah. 
Well, I mean, all the sports. Like, I mean, how much money do they pay people, like famous people, to sing like the goddamn national anthems, and they just have to like over enunciate the land of the free. <laughs> I think that's part of the the third one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then what I was really going to say was about the lip balm. I did not understand what that was when you first say it. I thought it was like actually like lip understand. balm that was like going to somehow prevent <laughs> an attacker. That would be more like, interesting. This is too spicy. I can't kiss this <laughs> Something like I don't know. No, dude, you're you're making that sound ridiculous. That is exactly what my first thought was. We That's have combined the power of pepper spray with the fruity balm of lips. Like I thought it's like some spy like Scarlett Johansson <laughs> lip cover thing mm-hmm. like she kisses you and then the guy's like oh no my the, rape the days anti-rape. are over the, the anti-rape bomb or whatever <laughs> <laughs> sorry so you, you were uh, you made me think of all the uh, the contractor things that I heard were going down in Iraq a long time ago like uh, I believe I heard that the contractors who were there through BlackRock were paid like $120 per load of laundry that they did. Which is uh, that's a, ridiculous that's negotiation. Another, that's another thing. Like whenever you are downrange, if you're on a big installation, um, for instance, uh, when I was in Iraq, in Taji, Camp Taji, which is like the, the head or like the biggest coalition force base, which I have a really funny story about a, a German troop and a Canadian troop. Remind me to tell you about it in a second. But um, they they have contractors for everybody. And, and the military or the government directly contracts local nationals. to. It's supposed to help their economy, but we basically use them as slaves. They do our laundry, they cook our food, they fucking clean the toilets and the, the showers, and they are just abused. Like they, I'm going to assume they're not getting the BlackRock prices. No, they, they bear, and ordinarily, it's what's funny is they don't actually, we're, there are very minimal local nationals that actually work there. It's usually uh, indentured servants from like India or or places or Nepal or places like that that will come and they'll work for like really crap pay. I'm talking like maybe twenty dollars a day or something like that, and they send that money back home. And I remember I talked to one of the uh, bus drivers because the base was so big that they had bus routes. That's how big Camp Taji was. And I talked to one of the bus drivers and I was like, "How long have you been here?" He goes. Oh, I've been here for 10 years doing this. And he hasn't seen his wife or kids for that long. He's just been sending money back to them. Next thing you know, they're just going to start paying them in like livestock. This has earned my family back in Bangladesh 37 goats in the last four years. That is a pretty good price, really. <laughs> they are not going that's, hungry. That's the kind of shit you need to put on YouTube there. <laughs> Last time Dale did an accent and I put it on YouTube, I got shadow banned. It was actually a very similar <laughs> accent. It was the it was the African. It was, it was the Nigerian. You. I am I am going to a business meet and greet with the terrible tirades crew. 
So you know you can take your sandals and you can go away. <laughs> I'm actually less worried about getting banned on YouTube. Talking about like military contracts, I'm just wondering if I'm going to suddenly commit suicide next week. <laughs> we didn't bring up Hillary. No, Clinton, no, no. <laughs> you know, don't worry. I mean, it's perfectly normal for people to shoot themselves in the back of the head six times and then bury the gun under 14 feet of concrete. All right. Uh, that is, I, oh, wait. Let me tell the quick, very quick story about the uh, Canadian and the German. I, I was outside the, what's called the DFAC, and it's just the, the dining facility. And I was waiting for um, the people that I was going to switch shifts with. I was taking over, and they were coming. And we, we would meet for chow before I went over to the crew shack. And um, I was waiting outside the DFAC. I was chilling there. And... Like, I I don't think I was supposed to see this, but it looked like a drug deal. And it was, I felt like, I don't know, the, it was the most stereotypical situation in the world. So Canadian troops don't go anywhere without maple syrup. I'm not kidding. They get rationed maple syrup. Oh, God. And the Germans, Think of their your army... Don't go anywhere without beer. They will. They don't go anywhere without a ration of beer. So in front of me, a Canadian troop traded a German troop maple syrup for a case of beer. And I was like, this is a walking equal opportunity like disaster. I can't tell people I saw this. They're going to think I'm making it up and I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> But I, yeah. I, I saw that. My favorite part of that story is that it was clandestine. Like, don't tell anyone about this six pack, okay? Just hand me the bottle of maple syrup, and we will go on our ways. And it was really. And it was quick. a German soldier. Yeah, it was a German uh, soldier. Okay. Next week yeah. I will have the bratwurst, and you can trade me. I don't know a few leaves or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. And it was really quick. Like, I, they might as well have been wearing like trench coats and be like. <laughs> You got you got stuff and it was like handed it off and walked away. They didn't have like a conversation or anything. It was like a pre like they they had they knew what they were doing. Well, yeah, I've I'm heard saying. about this Jägermeister stuff. Do you have any of that laying around? You know, I got uh... <laughs> got some hockey sticks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, looking for some lederhosen also. Iraq was a wild place. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> If that's the most clandestine thing you've seen, though, I mean, frankly, that's really wholesome for clandestine activity. It was pretty wholesome. Yeah, it's I like if it you funny. see two people trading things on the street, and you're like, "Oh, that's clearly a drug deal," and they're just handing like Bible verses to each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's clearly a drug deal. Is there uh, out of the Articles that I sent on Discord, is there one that we want to talk about? I'm assuming the UFO one is something people want to talk about. That's pretty scary. Uh, I mean, the, I feel like that is, just, I always have the same reaction to those. Like It was a balloon. Yeah, it, maybe it could happen, <laughs> maybe not. Well, okay. It's weird how much they're saying about it, but I don't Let's know. talk about it since I brought it, I opened the, the can of worms and... I mean, 
Go ahead. But we, I feel like we have to talk about the other one because well, I one. could, I could it end could this one end pretty world, quickly. But I think I, I, if you look at these two articles, I think the other one is more realistically the end of the world. The China. Yes. Okay, we'll talk about. I didn't even get the China one. Um, I I I can just completely say everything there is that needs to be said about the the UFO one pretty quickly. I think one, uh, we often just over exaggerate and get things wrong. Like I'm pretty sure, like I legitimately seen like where they were saying that like there was a UFO and it was like legit, just like a like a. Some like kind of Chinese spy balloon or some shit, you know. But you know, we often just over exaggerate, get things wrong. If it really was aliens, then maybe they're just curious. Because pretty much if if aliens know we're here, they're aware of us, we're gonna be either, you know, dead before we know it or Nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be this like mysterious, spooky, fucking M Night Shyamalan bullshit going on. The War of the Worlds type. They, they've been around for like billions of years. They got way better technology than we got. They, you know, they're either going to study us secretly, or we're we're fucking history. And, and and that's about all there is to it. Um, is it stupid to think that life? doesn't exist out there somewhere probably there's probably something out there but is it is it does it care about us probably not i like to think um and and so i don't know if we actually ever even said what we're talking about directly um we have an article here from the military times saying the pentagon ufo chief says ufo chief but you didn't hear me wrong says alien mothership in our solar system possible so that's what we're referring to when we're talking about all this nonsense um, but what I, I, it is interesting, you know, I, I, I like, I want to say I'm a believer. We'll, we'll say that because I feel like you're, you have to kind of be silly not to think somewhere out there there's UFOs or there's aliens and stuff like that. There has to be, it'd be silly to think we're the only ones in the entire entirety of everything that keyword is possible. Yeah, it is possible. I so, want to believe, but I also keep shopping at Walmart. So what do I know? So what I want to say <laughs> is there has been a ton more government involvement in in the idea of aliens and such. Um, so much so that uh, I believe two years ago or three years ago, they released a whole bunch of videos. Uh, they were mandated to do so by Congress. Um, and there was a whole bunch of videos of Navy uh, fighter pilots and stuff that had UFOs on their video feeds that they couldn't explain and all this other stuff. And uh, you know what? It is what it is. But I heard this theory. <laughs> I just... I, I like this theory. The theory is that well, let me ask you a question. If if the government had not or if the government never once published anything about anything like any kind of aliens or anything, and then one day they're here, bam. Probably havoc. But what if what if the government and this is a just straight up 
conspiracy theory at this point. But what if the government just a little bit of sprinkles, like, hey, UFO here. Hey, alien here. Hey, this might be a mothership. Don't worry about it, though. And they just kept, like, sprinkling some stuff here and a little bit of the media, a little bit here, a little bit here, there. Oh, don't worry. It's just Chinese spy balloon. Don't worry about it. And then, and then finally, hey, we found an alien. He's cool. His name's Jeff. Don't worry about it. Hey, Jeff's bringing his fr- his family now. Don't don't worry about those. Cool. Hey, I'm actually a lizard person. He, uh, Biden <laughs> takes off his head. But I, I, all I'm saying is, like, what if you know, like, what if they're just trying to war- warm us up to the idea of aliens? That's that's. You've been watching some uh, David Icke. I don't know who that is, but I was going to say Alex Jones' face intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a possibility, right? That is a very plausible, but there's also things where they're like, yeah, no, it wasn't aliens in this uh, desert that you all were worried about. We were talking about aliens, but really we were just dumping nuclear waste from test sites there. And everyone's like, oh, there's no aliens. (laughs) So I'm expecting in like 20 years to be like, hey, surprise, it wasn't a mothership, but you have a very exotic tumor in your lung right now. (laughs) Yeah, it it is interesting that they're finally talking about it, and I uh, I can't completely dismiss that theory. It sounds plausible, but everything up to the, the lizard same, head. <laughs> at no, that's the same the most time, part. It's like you know, it's just nothing concrete, really. Those yeah. videos are interesting, but it's nothing you can really, you know. Sink your teeth. Into. Are you kidding me? Joe Biden not being a lizard? Are you are you kidding me right now? <laughs> your planet is just too cold for me to survive on. That's why I'm so sleepy all the time. <laughs> That's, he, Put him he under a actually, heat lamp and his ass is running circles. He was actually yeah. just trying to warm up to all the girl's hair. That's uh, why. Yeah, yeah. He's trying mm. to absorb some of that mammal body heat. He needs the adrenochrome. <laughs> I also love the the picture that uh, Military Times use the that UFO like with the beam picture. on the Pentagon. It's like blown up the Pentagon. Yeah. Like, I, like what, what's well the next picture going to be? Like Will Smith in the background. There. Like, yeah. if we give the alien a cold, slapping the alien. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else to say about uh, the old UFOs? I'm not saying that it's aliens. Aliens. I love that meme. So old. Um, that guy was like a sports guy too. He didn't have. He was. Was like, he? I think he had something to do with sports. Like he wasn't like really any kind of like a scientist at all, from what I read. Were any of them scientists though? Let's be fair. Were any of them like, yeah, yeah. I've got really great credentials. Yeah. I've published several papers. I just really am into aliens. <laughs> he had the hair of a scientist. Is that what is that what my hair looks like to you, Paul? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Dale is literally uh, a scientist. That's his job title. Yeah, I'm a scientist, Uh, and uh, I'm thinking more like Gene Wilder. I love Gene Wilder. It's uh, it's fucking aliens. (laughs) You gotta fix your mic, Dale. There you go. There we go. Um, All right, let's move on to the next one because I don't want to run out of time. So this one is very political. So tune out now if you don't want, if you are listening at this point. And tune you don't in want now if anything. you're tuning in on Rumble. <laughs> uh, 
still don't know what Rumble is. Um, so this is an article from NPR.org um, as of the 11th of this month uh, of March. And I found this one pretty interesting because it's not very uh, – I haven't found a lot about it. And I feel like this one it probably is the biggest possible, like, something that could possibly affect the U.S. economy more than anything has in the last couple of years, which is saying something considering how topsy-turny our economy has been. So the article title or uh, headline is Truce Between Iran and Saudi Arabia Brokered by China raises some concern for us yeah leave it to uh communist china to broker a deal between two countries that absolutely have no problem sewing people's genitals together yeah um like so the thing is let's be real here they hate they've always like they've hated each other for a very long time like they really don't like Saudis or the Iranians don't like Saudis and Saudis don't like Iranians. They just don't like them. It is what it is. You know, it, they it goes, both hate us more. Yes, they do. Iran especially <laughs> hates us. Um, it's all the burgers. I can't stand them. But uh, China filled our vacuum. So uh, I'm not like trying to go back to the cold war and like the red menace hate and all this stuff, uh, just against China though now instead of Russia. Um, but I will tell you like China is very open about how much they want to kick the U S off of our throne, so to speak. There, there was a legitimate speech by their president, quote unquote president, um, stating how there can only be one sun in the sky and referring to the U.S. Uh, because their plan, they have like a strategic plan to remove the U.S. as a world power. They want to be the world power. They want to be the world police, which is a common thing that the U.S. is called because we're always in everybody else's business. They want to be the ones with the ruling hand. And this is a big move if it goes through the way that people are, you know, potentially saying it could. Because what do Iran and Saudi Arabia have that we love as the U.S.? Common joke. Good jobs. Good. (laughs) Oil. Good job, guys. (laughs) I want to say it. So let's just say um, right now, we are their biggest. I don't know. Is benefactor the right word? We're they have their oil stores are supported by the U.S. dollar. China is trying to, and, and it looks like they might actually have this happen. Are they're trying to get um, both those countries to join the alliance of uh, basically communists? So it'd be China, Russia. Iran, Saudi Arabia, and uh, North Korea. And it's just a big trade group. And also change the backing of the oil from U.S. dollar to yuan, which would potentially flip and cripple us. Because then, uh. I, I mean, that, this is me, you know, not speaking from a, a intellectual point. This is me just 
guessing, right? That That is how I would view it. I would view it as a very detrimental blow to our economy. It would be a detrimental blow, but not just to our economy. Uh, so China has been preparing a war footing against the U.S. for a long while now. I mean, it's been almost two years since their national media. And let's be, you know, let's be honest. If it's national media in China, that means that the Chinese Communist Party put it out. They don't have free media there. There's not just a newspaper that's going to post an op-ed. All right, if it's in the newspaper, it's Chinese Communist Party. And they've openly been talking about war with the U.S. for several years now. It's been their policy. They're trying to push for that. So the fact that they're brokering deals between two vicious uh, despotic regimes, yeah, okay, that sounds normal. That sounds like something China would do. That's the Eastern Bloc for you. Are they going to actually be able to stabilize an economy? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. No. What do you mean? Stay, like they're, I don't think they're trying to stabilize. Well, they're trying their... to make themselves a world uh, or trying to make their currency a world standard currency. But their currency is largely dependent on their economic value and their economic value is largely dependent on U.S. trade. Mm, you know? I see what you're saying. They're making they're trying to make their debts payable with debt. And that's not really, I mean, Uh, yeah, we have a deficit with them trade wise. That's not the same as owing them money. They're not going to be able to shake us down and take Guam from us. So let's put the economic, the uh, economics completely aside for a second. Because I didn't really even dwell too deeply on that when I saw this. My thoughts are just, it's scary that you have so many of these countries coming together. When we've seen just in the past year how serious things like NATO membership are with the war in Ukraine Mm -hmm. and potential spill over into any NATO soil. If you have those people all come together in some sort of alliance, you have us in NATO with most of the rest of the world. The last time that happened, things didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. My question is this, uh, going on that same line of reasoning. So, the last time this happened, we developed the nuke. We didn't have it already during the big scary war where we tried out all those cool new guns that we'd invented since the last big scary war. Now we have nukes. Uh, there have been a lot of people, myself included, who have thought that the mutually assured destruction doctrine, the idea that we're not going to use the nukes because it would kill everyone and who's crazy enough to do that, is kind of a load of bullshit. Because there's definitely going to be someone crazy enough to do that. I mean, look at Putin right now. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So how close do you think we are to midnight, guys? I mean, I'm not sure I trust the official clock for midnight right now. What is it? Did you Google it? it? Did you Google it? I have not Googled it yet. I thought that we were extremely close recently, less than two minutes. I thought we were like 30 seconds to midnight. 
if anyone who's listening has no idea what the heck we're talking about, Dale will give you a great description of what the clock is right now. Yeah, so the Doomsday Clock is what this is called. There is a com- or a uh, group of people called the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists uh, who set a Doomsday Clock every year, basically taking the temperature of the uh, world uh, political situation, military situation, economic situation, and uh, aggregating them into a threat metric for how close we are to complete nuclear catastrophe. And the last time it was anywhere near this close, they made that great song, Two Minutes to Midnight. And people literally thought they were going to die tomorrow. The, you know, the 60s and the 80s, they, they had great music because everyone thought, well, we got to get it out of the way now. You know. <laughs> Go out and do and your we, drugs now, kids, because you're going to be dead tomorrow. That was two minutes to midnight. Right now, yeah. we are apparently 90 seconds to midnight. Since January. Since January. Now, the things they're taking into account for that, they've expanded it to include global warming. And as a geologist, I believe that global warming is anthropogenic, right? I, I know. I am for, I'm probably better aware of where it comes from than most people. I'm also aware of the fact that we're still working out ways to fix it. I'm not going to include that in my countdown to the end of humanity. All right, we can sequester carbon. But uh, the nuke situation, is it really 90 seconds to midnight? Are we a little closer? What do you guys think? With the economic situation, with the the world politics situation, the Eastern Bloc reforming, and the Western Bloc solidifying around NATO, I mean, are we heading towards midnight? Here's what I would say. I don't think we are close to a total destruction, but I do think that within our lifetimes we may see somebody use one without a retaliation that like ripples and just kills almost everyone. I'm shocked that there hasn't been a nuclear uh, approach in Ukraine after how much Russia has gotten their shit pushed in and and how much Putin wants to make a statement. I mean, he's been killing generals, his own generals, for failure because of how embarrassed he is. <laughs> Sounds like the Russians to me, buddy. So, so I'm shocked he hasn't done a nuclear option yet. Well, I think that he knows given the difficulties that he's faced in the past year, if he did that, he would win the battle but create a larger war around himself. And, I don't know if he's prepared for that. Well, he's not. And then China would have to step in and it'd be a world war at that point because we would have to step in. There's yeah. no way we yeah. couldn't. However, but, if North Korea were to fire off a couple of errant nukes that actually hit Japan, would we have a world war or would everyone just chop up North Korea like a fine broiled steak and take their piece? Probably. You know, I I don't think that that one would respond in the end of the world. I think it would just be the end of North Korea. You know, it's it's interesting you bring up 
North Korea and how people were just, it'd be an easy defeat. Right, I didn't say easy. Oh, we, we would like lose people. It. Everyone would lose people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if the entire world is against a country smaller than some states in the U.S., it's kind of inevitable who's going to lose. Agreed. What they take that with is. them, that's a question. But so they're not going to That is the question. And I, I remember when I was in Korea, when I was in uh, South Korea, we were... I was basically I was getting a tour and the person giving me this tour, I'm not going to tell you anybody like who he is, what, like where he was as far as professional wise, but he was showing me that all of the bridges, the major roadways and bridges in South Korea were lined with bombs and at all times and they were manned. And if, for any reason, if North Korea were to invade, South Korea's only defense is to destroy the roadways, to absolutely destroy everything to prevent them from moving forward inland because they, because North Korea, everyone is part of their army and they are completely brainwashed. And so at the end of the day, like we have the superiority, but they, what they estimate is that before U S could actually stop them or actually prevent anything, it would be too late. South Korea would be completely demolished, completely gone before any, any kind of intervention from any coalition force could take place. I mean, yes. And including, no. including the U S troops. I'm not going to say that South Korea wouldn't be decimated, right? I'm not saying we can necessarily save South Korea. I'm saying that some of that, you know, is everyone in North Korea brainwashed or are they terrorized? You know, they could win the battle in South Korea and conquer South Korea. But once things start to turn south enough for North Korea that the military defects and there's no longer a strong hand holding a gun to your head when you disagree with the government or try to run, I think that a lot of North Korea disappears, flees, mostly into China. I, I don't know about that. I There's an interesting um, interview um, on the Rogan show if you want to know more about what North Korea is, because I didn't really know until I saw it. And this is all assuming that everything this lady says is correct and true, but I don't know why it wouldn't be. I believe her name is Yamoni Park, and she actually escaped from North Korea through South Korea and China, and she talks about how brainwashed everyone is, how little they know about the outside world, how different things are there from the smallest things to the biggest things, and just have no clue about how the rest of society operates. So I don't know what they would do if they were presented with the option of liberation. It it might not even register to them, honestly, if everything that I've heard is the way it is. I mean, yeah, they don't know about the outside world. You're totally right in saying that they're brainwashed to the point of not knowing. But the fact that there are so many defectors 
uh, and so many people suffering indicates that they're not so brainwashed as to believe that everything's as good as they're told. They know there's problems. They know that there's something that has to be better or they wouldn't be fleeing. Right. You know what's really, That's true. So, uh, yeah. Something that I always find funny when I'm watching anything about North Korea, like whenever they're going over the things that their great leaders have invented or done, like their accolades, like at the age of five, he shot this arrow and uh, got, you know, sh- 10 bullseyes with one shot or whatever the heck it was. No kid has I, ever farted. Yeah. And I, what I always is very interesting to me and what's very funny to me is when I'm, I'm watching these interviews and I'm like, either they are the best at just being cringe and like being like, because I couldn't do that. I, either they fully believe what they are saying or they are the best fucking actors on this earth because they they look so happy and jo- jovial about everything that they're saying about their great leader. It's like, I couldn't do that. Well, they have to or it, they get shot. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, and their it, whole family gets shot. Even if that was on the table, I still couldn't say it without a smirk. There's, there's you could people. if someone was holding a gun to your daughter's head. I mean, I mean you have to. I, yeah, I guess. I think some of them actually believe it. Yeah, like some of them. Sure. Like the one of the wildest things that I heard from that interview was that apparently in North Korea, no one really remembers their birthday because oh, yeah. they all this. turn to the next year on the day of like their founding that's, or something like that. That's they not all just, have a birthday. That's not just North Korea, South Korea oh. also. Oh, they, oh, really? They, they also do a dual birthday thing. It's like they have their American <laughs> English type birthday. And then they have another birthday. I can't remember how they differentiate it. American birthdays when you're born, Korean birthdays when you became a citizen. Yeah, I okay. uh, I've Instead, heard South Koreans all age on the same day, January 1st. No matter what your birthday is, if you're 40 years old on December 1st and January 1st, you're 41. So yeah, that yeah. So it that they don't count their their age the same as all of us trying to say, I guess. Birthday is is different, but their age is separate from their birthday. Interesting. And I've heard similar stories to the South Korean ones out of China. I mean, I forget how many kilograms the sacks of rice Xi Jinping was supposed to be carrying, but it's like 50, 80 pounds sacks of rice over his shoulder that he carried for five miles without switching shoulders because he's just so fucking strong. It's like, no, rice. that pasty fat fuck. No, I don't think so. Why is he carrying rice? I thought he wanted honey. I'm <laughs> ah, zing. Well, this episode's not airing in Beijing. You're both on a list after this, you aired. Listen, the list is in Chinese. I don't give a shit. Paul has been the smartest of all of us. He's... <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, don't mess with china <laughs> what's up everybody i have extensive investments in juan 
I just hope they don't take our internet away. My social <laughs> credit score is slightly lower than Paul's. <laughs> your comment on Taiwan, Paul. I don't want to go back to eating plastic fruit again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Taiwan number one. Are you kidding me? That's real China. Uh, yeah. Taiwan. And then I there's mainland Taiwan, which is uh, kind of rebelling right now, but they'll come around. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm fairly certain my combat boots were made in Taiwan. Hell yeah, dude. Pretty sure. That's All how right. you know their quality. Yeah. Um, That's a good. This, was, this, this episode went very quick. I feel like we all had something to contribute on all these articles, at least a little. I know I did. I got very heated <laughs> for one of them. I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot other than, like, maybe for one article. Like, I'm just not a very political person. I can spout bullshit, yeah. but at the end of the day, like, my job is to gauge mm-hmm. tanks. I don't actually do this for a living, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I'm sure we're all wrong. We all. Everyone's wrong with politics. Are you kidding me? Even if you're right, you're wrong. True. But yeah, I I apologize if you made it this far and you're like, dang it, it was a, a politics episode. <laughs> Surprise! We got you. Um, but <laughs> it was fun nonetheless. I, I enjoyed myself. I hope you all enjoyed yourself. Uh, we unless you have anything to add. Um, then I'm going to bring this to a close. Anybody got some final parting words? Invest in Petrodollar. Safer choice. Okay, I guess that's what we're ending on. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Perfect. All right, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Terrible Tirades. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.